Does your brand or business want to reach thousands of mums in Australia or around the world? Well, the best way to let them know about what you have to offer is to jump into their ears right here with us on the podcast. That's right. We are an independent mum-run podcast. And if you think your brand would enrich the lives of our DLs, or you just want your business shouted from the rooftop, slide on into our inbox and let's talk about how you can partner with us to get your brand out there. Yes, come and join the potty fam. Email partnerships at we don't have time for this.com to talk turkey. <laughs> Permission to rant. Go. From the head. Do it. It's a petty gripe. Okay. But I've got a gripe. Okay. You know what I don't have time for? This isn't my what I don't have time for, but I genuinely don't have time for this. Uh, people who go against the natural flow of traffic rules. <laughs> I it's said it was petty. It's a zipper, you guys. <laughs> For context, Rafa loves riding her bike and I'm trying really hard to teach her all the rules of slowing down in front of driveways, yada, yada, yada. What I really struggle with is when cars give her right of way. Oh, I hate when someone gives me right of way as a pedestrian. Yes. Like, just keep going and I'll work around you. It's Correct. actually more annoying if you stop and let me pass. Yeah. Yes, and rant away. Thank you for getting on my yeah, level. I, I hate this. I really appreciate Go it. Go with the flow. Yes. Keep and the also, flow going. You're kind of teaching my kid that cars just stop, stop. for you because you're on a cute pink bike. And you that know? is the job of every driver is to help with your teaching of your child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with that. But it's true, though. Yeah, yeah. It really frustrates me. And it's confusing when a car goes, oh, there's no stop sign or crosswalk. Crosswalk, my American, um, zebra crossing. But I'll let you go. And then sometimes there's a car on the other side of the road that oh. isn't going to stop. And I'm like, you're stopping for me, but I've still got to get to the other fucking side. I feel like the chicken. Yeah. I cross the road headless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the biggest gripe that I have is how it's educating my kids. Wow. That's not the real world. What are you going to do about it? I don't know, but I just, DLs. If any of you... If you want to stop for a little three-year-old on a bike, don't. Keep, just, just keep going. Keep going. Fuck. No, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Unless it's a stop sign, unless it's a crossing, obviously do the right thing. But yeah, I just needed to... I, yeah, I feel better. Good. Thanks, Revs. Good. I see you. Thank you. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids... We don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revs. Hello, Kate Revs. <laughs> How goes thee? Thee goes well. Thou. Thou. Though. Thouest going Finest. <laughs> Just finest. Oh, excellent. Mm. Babe, I have to confess something. Confess away. This is a safe space, sister. I am a hundred years behind, but I've just started listening to Taylor Swift and Billie Eilish. I'm sorry, but have you thrown <gasps> down the Uno reverse card? Because that's more my vibe where I'm just so behind. Dude, what a vibe though. Great yeah. albums. Loving Lover. Oh, great album. Great album. Go to mm. Woe. Yeah. And it's got a good flow. Yeah. Chuck it on at the start. Don't have to think about what song's coming next. It's all good. And the narrative. So into Cruel Summer. Yeah. Sorry, I, this is so late. People will be like, cool. cool. 2020 called or whatever <laughs> it was. Now talk to me about Billie Eilish. I mean, the girl is an artist. What album are we talking? Oh, um, I just put on This Is Billie Eilish on Spotify. Okay. So yeah. it's a mix. It's a mix. That's fine. Good exposure. Seriously good. Yes. I wish I was coming with you to the I concert. Was a 
about to say, I wish you were on board sooner because then we could have got tickets together. Can we just get Hubs some COVID or something and then I can come? You know what? He's got this new job. Hey. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> it would be rad to go to Billie Eilish oh together. Oh, my God. She's incredible. And her brother, what's his name? Phineas. Phineas. Mm. I knew it was something Irish. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Anyway, into them. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Willkommen. Well, <laughs> yeah. Bienvenue, Falcon. <laughs> Have you seen the photos from... Have you seen? Is that even a question? You've seen the photos from Kourtney Kardashian's wedding. Speaking of late to the party. Yeah. This was weeks ago, but that's okay. Uh, which one? Which one? She had three. Three ceremonies? She had weddings? three weddings. Or a three-day extravaganza. It started really cool. It was like, oh, we just nipped down to the local courthouse and hear her some Polaroids. Very cool vibe, right? Then yeah. she bust out another wedding in a black dress in Vegas or something? So she went from an elopement to an elopement and to then- a... Big a wedding full on wedding sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana in Italy. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do what did you think? I'm, well, I just, I don't know about the fashion. The fashion, the mini well, dress? Yes. And look, again, late to the party on this too, but Khan, mm. the dresses? Oh. What is going on? Oh, I missed it. What happened? It's like weird naff 90s comeback not the cool parts of the 90s like the parts that we all want to forget about like what okay so i'll go back to courtney's wedding so her dress is like this it looks cheap okay i'm gonna say like a cheap satin corset Mm -hmm. with a mini skirt underneath but the corsets are having a moment yeah Mm. Keep it in the 90s. It's Gwen Stefani vibes, but no longer cool. Right. And the fabric looks cheap to yeah, me. Yeah, satin's having a moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of into it. I, I don't know. I can't. It's Halloween-y, witchy vibes gone wrong. Oh, a bit of a charmed yes! moment. Yes. <laughs> say you will, say you won't. Remember oh, Bewitched? No. Oh, it's not witch. charmed. Charms is this. I don't know, but it's that yeah, the craft yeah. era. Okay. That was, yeah. I feel like that's having a comeback. Oh, maybe it's because Witchy Woo Woo is having a comeback. Maybe. maybe it's all interconnected. Yeah. The divine intelligence of the universe. Yeah, the frequencies are vibrating on a Ooh. higher frequency. <laughs> frequency, frequency, frequency. Anyway, <laughs> I liked her veil. That was cool. What, with the Mary? Yeah, it was very like, look, I love a Pinterest wedding. They clearly had a Pinterest board. There was a strong Catholic regalia vibe about yeah. it. See, the strictly raised Catholic in me is like, no, <laughs> run. <laughs> I, I think it was more for the iconography and more than the actual. I, I mean, who knows? Strong choice of iconography. Strong if you don't choice. believe in that. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that as well. No, I think they're really Christian, aren't they? I think they are Catholic. Yes. I, I just can't help but feel this wannabe try-hard rock and roll vibe yeah, off it's, them. It's a bit, look, you know what? It's, all power to them. Good on them with their second act and their blended family and their lizard tattoos. But Courtney, yeah, she's playing a bit of a groupie vibe, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. It is groupie vibes. And she's changed her whole identity for him. She's uh, suddenly become grunge. Hey, we've all been there. We have all been. But this is what I mean. It feels teenage. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, that's what and true love does. It brings out your little teenage soul. It really it? does. But I can't help but feel a bit of a repellent to this harking back of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been there. Because we've there. done. Oh. It because we oh, and do you know what? I remember my mum making those kinds of comments where she'd be like, Oh no, flares are back. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I'm reliving the 70s. And for her, it's like, Oh god, have we not evolved? Kind I of know. thing. And then she always cites the fact that fashion is so cyclical. And yeah. once again, it's back. Like, my mum could not get on board the rattan trend. Oh, yeah, she was 
was like, Jem, our whole house was Rattan in the 90s. I know, I know. She's like, I can't go back. If we wait long enough in Sydney, we can buy houses that we don't need to renovate because the trend will come back. Shut up. 70s bathrooms, uh uh-huh. Oh, my God, can you imagine? (laughs) I want to float something by you. This is not my what I don't have time for, but I want to put a theory to you. Have you heard... The gardener and the flower theory. Bits of it. So this is what you are in a relationship, right? So the theory goes in every relationship, there's a flower Mm -hmm. and a gardener. Ooh. So obviously we can extrapolate from that. The flower is kind of the showy one, maybe the like captain of the relationship. Okay, that's interesting. Or the one that maybe does the ordering when you go to a restaurant, ask for directions. The one who talks more, I don't know. The more extrovert. The more extroverted one. That's a better way of putting it. And then the gardener is the one who sort of tends to the relationship so the seeds moves the soil around kind of tends to nurtures and waters and this is interesting it's apparently a pattern in most relationships not just romantic okay what do you think you are oh gosh just quickly i wanted to sort of check in that being the gardener doesn't mean being like the submissive. No, the no, pair, no, 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 right? no. I want to be. It's clear. not about power. Yeah, because it feels that like the flower is like you said does all the ordering and it feels yeah. like shot calling. Sure. But I guess I just want to get clear that it's not a power struggle relationship. The no. gardener has just an important role in terms of like maintaining the order of a household, perhaps, or just or like the, the grounding. Yeah, is I think it's the grounding force, whereas the flower might be the excitement or the spontaneity or that mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So what are you? Well, it's interesting because I identify with both. Mm-hmm. I in, think you've been both. But in two different relationships. Yeah, so exactly. In your current relationship. In my current relationship, and Hubs will agree with this, I'm the flower. You're the fucking flower, I'm babe. I'm the flower. I mean, it's funny to hear it put into this theorized version of gardener and flower, but we've always referred to me as the wild card mm-hmm. in the relationship. And he's, this is so boring to define him this way, but the steady AD. Yeah. The grounding compass yeah. of our marriage. Although so I would challenge that because you do a lot of the nurturing, like the emotional nurturing in the relationship. I do. I do. So would that make you a gardener in that way? In that respect? Yes. Yeah. And he's very social and very like he is. making so, the friends. Yeah. So maybe you switch. Perhaps in different settings. Because I've seen you be the gardener full time. My previous relationship. In a relationship. And that's. Gu- I think you should be a flower. Yes, it's like fitting a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. I could try it on for size. I yeah. wore it for yeah. many years, but I never felt comfortable in it. But I almost resigned to it, mm. which is so unsexy. Mm. But I think I did. I resigned to the role of gardener in order to let him be the flower. Mm. But actually, actually, this is fascinating. Actually, we're probably both flowers and I needed to find hubs who's the gardener. the gardener does that make sense yeah so two flowers is just a bit like whoa blowing in the wind <laughs> i think upon listening to this theory that perhaps two flowers are less likely to work than two gardeners mm. yeah two gardeners probably is quite healthy what about you what well, have you been in previous relationships i've been a gardener yeah definitely but i think i should be a flower yeah i think i, I work I, well in flower mode you've been a flower in your past as yes, well i have when i think of your prior relationships you've definitely been a flower Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to kind of dabble in both roles because I wonder if there's some people who have been the flower then become the gardener and go this is where I sit more comfortably yeah well I know that being a guy I mean I feel like I'm a nerd (laughs) can you imagine tuning into the episode now with a gardener (laughs) you know I gotta say set up you're like what on earth are these bitches talking about I think 
I am a nurturing person. Mm. I'm happy to do emotional work, like big time, really up for that. But being full-time gardener without having moments of being the flower, Mm. I find incredibly exhausting. For sure. I feel like for me, a healthy balance would be, this year I'm the flower. This is your year to be the flower. I'm going to take on some gardener. I'm flower again. Now you're the flower. That would be the dream Mm. for me. Okay. But I know... Let's call that in then. But I know like with my sister... Yeah. Like I would say I'm the flower and she's my gardener. For sure. That's the dynamic between you two. (laughs) She's so grounding and like real and happy and grateful and all those things. And I'm like, (laughs) and she's like, go girl, get it girl and waters me. Mm. I hope I water her. I'm sure you would. What does the flower bring to the gardener? (laughs) That's what I want to know. (laughs) Seeing as we've self-identified as two flowers. Yeah. What do we bring? Well, I can't help but question our relationship. Yes. If we're both flighty flowers. This may be our problem. We're like, I'm the flower. I'm I'm the the flower. flower. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking garden you. (laughs) She needs so much gardening, this flower. Just reading something online because I couldn't help myself. It says here, importantly, the gardener is not submissive or weak. No, no. They are protective and ensure the relationship is on track. Their role is critical. It is this symbolic partnership that sees most flowers and gardeners become not just companions, but best friends. They understand each other's roles and needs. Mm. So two different needs being met by the opposite, which I kind of love. Oh, oh, Revs, here we go. No relationship can survive with two flowers. Fuck, babe. Fuck, shit. Are we both flowers? I'll be the gardener. I'll self-select. I reckon, I reckon. I think lately you've been the gardener. Yes. 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 I think I've been the gardener in in the the past. past. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think we've... (laughs) Guys, it's okay. We worked it out. (laughs) We worked it out. We'll take turns. pretty funny. But it says that relationships can work with two gardeners, yeah, which makes both so grounding and considerate. I feel like I know people who are two gardeners. I'm like, fuck you and your perfect gardening ways nurturing each other dirty hands (laughs) every partnership needs a caretaker so the gardener's considered the more caretaker role yes importantly the roles are not all gendered no although a flower might sound more feminine there are probably more male flowers than there are female flowers yeah I agree. Yeah. I've been the gardener in a long-term relationship. Yeah. I have been that. I would say a lot of women are. Yeah. And I, I got to say it like, you know, I got aches and pains. Yeah. And all that gardening. Well, if it's not your <laughs> comfort spot. Yeah. But there are some people who acts of service is a love language or yeah. people who are like nursey. I was about to say. They're really comfortable and feel a lot of value in in that role. So, yeah, they need to find themselves a bright, shiny flower. Get a sense of fulfillment, Mm. I think, caring. You know, it reminds me of Friends when Phoebe's, like, doing good deeds and then realises, oh, no, I'm being selfish because it makes me feel good to do something. Oh, God! And it goes against all of her altruism. This was just a dinner party chat that I was part of the other night and I wanted to ask you what you thought. I find it really fascinating. DLs, what are you? Yeah, we might need a poll. Yeah. See if we've oh, got more flowers or yes. more gardeners out there. Definitely. Are you sure. a good mum gardener, wallet mum flower? <laughs> and also what I want to know is, are you a resentful gardener? <laughs> you know? I feel like we're going to get a lot of those. I don't think we're, we're going to get a resentful flower. It's like, oh, I'm just allowed to flourish too much. Look at me growing my bright petals out into towards the sun. <laughs> this reminds me of a girlfriend of mine who has the most chilled husband you have ever seen Mm -hmm. he's so laid back he may as well be horizontal okay and she was telling me the other day and i was like 
can't relate, babe. <laughs> she was like, sometimes I just want him to fight with me. It's like frustrating because then I'm the one in the relationship who's all huffy and irritable and, and then he's just really calm. And sometimes I'm like, get mad at me or tell me my behavior is unacceptable. Yeah. And oh, I on my shit. Yes. Yeah. And I found it really fascinating. Mm. I do was- like a healthy level of being called on my shit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As long as it's not about my personality. Yeah. But if I'm behaving like a twallop, I want to yeah. know. Yeah. A twallop? A twallop. <laughs> not a word is I now. Wanna, I don't want to. I've been in relationships where I could get away with bad behavior and that's yeah. not good. That no. doesn't feel good for anyone. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. It's not a nice place to be in. Come to think of it, one of my early, early relationships in high school I took advantage of the role of flower. Yeah. I abused his gardening ways. Yeah. Yeah. I look back at that time and I, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. You're not like, that was not my best self. No, it was mm. not cool. Yeah. Not cool. So do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, darling? Oh, look, it's not a new topic, but I have a new spin. Hit me. School holidays. Oh, we're back. They come around so fast. This again. <laughs> They're back soon. A couple oh, of weeks. Yep. And I'm going to try something. So I sat down, single mum. Mm-hmm. So got to watch my finances mm-hmm. and also my custody time. Yep. And when I'm on, I'm on. So just quickly, yep. does your custody time stay the same Stays over exactly the holidays? Yeah, we keep it the same. And what happens in a situation if you wanted to travel? Would that just be a discussion? It'd just be like a chat about it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But we're not going away this holidays. Okay. Either of us. Well, no working full-time parents can get away with no, having a holiday not, every school holiday. in June, July. No. But anyway, so I sat down and did the numbers. Yep. It was going to cost me three grand out of pocket to have my kids go into school holiday care so I can go to work. Where's the incentive to work? No incentive. (laughs) I'd be better off to take unpaid leave. Yeah. And just care for my kids. Yeah. And enjoy them. And enjoy them. And I'd love to do that, but it doesn't time up with the work schedule and projects we have at the moment and deadlines. And I can't do it. I can't just take two weeks off. So basically I'm going to try and do favors, family, patchwork, scenario work from home have them at home a few days and I'm going to talk to my boss about a few like you know not going into the office and cutting down on commuting yeah so that I can try my first ever free school holidays give it a red hot go it's very complicated there's a spreadsheet yeah there's a lot of contacts okay there's a lot of people coming in to help there's a lot of favors and have you drawn upon all these yet? I've drawn upon everything and I think I've got it covered. Nothing can fall over. Oh my God, what a hack. Yeah, <laughs> not imagine. A, not a single person can get COVID. Not a single person can accidentally remember they have a hair appointment. Not a single person, <laughs> not a single person can get sick or let me down or the whole thing is a house of cards that falls over and catches a light. Yep, yep. Oh, but well done. Well, well done. I haven't pulled it off yet, but it's stressful. It is. I'll be very happy to be on the other side of it. Yeah. And it all culminates on my birthday. Great. No. Said no one ever. <laughs> it's like a two week lead up of crazy schedule. Hell, dropping, picking up, going, working, whatever. Mm. Finishing on a Friday that's my birthday, turning 37. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Be kind to your 37 self. I'm going to be so bloody exhausted. Yeah. School holidays is a whole other beasts. Oh my god. And I've had a touch of experience with it with Rafa doing kindy two days a week and it follows the school holiday program and I honestly had a stage five meltdown. Yeah. I was like what am I going to do with you yeah. for those four days? Four days. And I, I do apologise to the stay at home parents because obviously they're like what do you mean what are you going to do? You find activities. You're a fucking parent. I know. Parent up bitches. Yeah. But like for me it's like I have to do full work days throughout that time. I can't take leave. I just I know I'm ranting into a fucking 
echo chamber <laughs> void chasm. But like, when are we going to make this work for working parents? And then on top of that, for single working parents. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for the government to step up in this department because it is very hard. It's just they just keep coming up these holidays. They sure and, do. And I have family support. Like, what do people do who don't have family? I know. You My just, mind is still blown when I meet. You just can't get on top. Like, to be three grand down every school holidays, that's 12 grand a year. You may as well send them to daycare. I can't wrap my head around that these school activities are so expensive. So is it like accommodation during school holidays no, where so it's extortionate? It, the school holiday programs are around $100 a day. Now, of course, you can find a $30 one, but usually that's like 10 till 2. Oh, that's or not something. helpful. But if you need the full day, yeah. which you do, if you have to go into an office or you have to put in the Zoom time or whatever, then you're looking at 100 bucks a day, two kids, you yeah. know, and it all adds up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Plus, you've got to send lunches. You know, these things don't include food. Far out. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot. It is. And I'm going to try and do it the hard way. (laughs) Patchwork, family, school holidays, here we come. Yeah. The thing I hate the most is being that person who's just so grateful all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just constantly, thank you, thank you, you've helped me so much, thank you. And I'm just get, like, gratitude fatigue. Yeah, I get it. And I hate being the person asking for favours all the time. But, you know, here I am, going to give it a whack because I just can't cop the hit of the three grand. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's huge. My mind is still blown. I just don't know or understand what people do. And before anyone slides in and says there are vouchers, I know there are vouchers that's including the vouchers that I could get for this. Are these government vouchers? Yeah. New South Wales government oh, okay. vouchers. The I think school holiday about programs. 700 bucks, yeah. Oh, that's good. Per term, yeah. But anyway, even with that, still going to be in the hole. Even three grand. Mm-hmm. So it's $3,700 yeah. to put two. What do people do? That is a significant amount of money. It's just not workable. We need a better solution. It should be a tax deduction. It should. I've been saying to some other mums, but I, unfortunately just the setup I have at the moment, I don't have maybe enough other mums in my situation or a lot of them are going away that kind of thing but what I want to say is like why don't we all cop one horrendous day where we have them all and then they just like as a gang move around yeah, yeah, yeah. for the week like so a round like, robin so I'll have eight of them and then tomorrow <laughs> you have eight of them and then the next day you have eight of them and we all get one day of hell take one day of leave and the rest we just go about our normal lives it's not the worst idea yeah I know my husband's parents did something similar where they opened daycares in their home and took it in turns. Yeah, I think it's... And somehow made it workable. It's yeah. quite amazing. And they're all still friends. And fun for the kids. Yeah. Well, they've all grown up as yeah. adults, still friends. Yeah, and they nice. have very fond memories of like being in, uh, I guess not homeschool, but home care. Yeah. <laughs> Run by the parents. Yeah. I'm totally just, unlicensed. <laughs> I'm just really looking forward to the age. And I don't think I'm that far away. Probably a couple of years. I think Teddy needs to be 11 when they can kind of just do what they want in school holidays like yes they'll be annoying because they'll be hanging around the house but they can go to the shops so they can go get lunch or meet up with a friend or whatever mm. I think 11 is the official age you're allowed to let them do that oh, I do wonder <sighs> what age do you let them free range no I think it's a, like a legal thing Oh, really? Yeah, I recently... I thought it was just a vibe you were going off for you. And I thought, I wonder if I'll be as cool to just let my kids free range at age 11. I recently learnt you're not allowed to leave your kids home alone until they're 11. Wow. Mm. Well, I won't uh, expose my neighbours then. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just did. (laughs) Yeah, but which house? There's many houses on my street. (laughs) You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't have time for people who are resistant to pro pronouns oh to people's preferred pronouns yes oh okay so like they them there yep Yep. she her boomers (laughs) 
look, I don't want to put blanket blame mm-hmm. on a generation. Yep. But I've been having chats with people lately who are heads in the sand. Okay. Like, ah, oh, I don't want to know about what's it. next. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if we change this, oh my God, where yeah, do we go yeah. from here? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm trying to delicately, I know some people kind of give up yeah. on people who resist. Yeah. But I'm trying to not fan any flames, mm-hmm. but have a more grounded conversation about it trying to educate without patronizing Mm. or just adding heat to it because I sometimes my natural inclination is to be like what like exacerbated like what do you mean get on board yeah 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 yeah. and arguing in that way achieves nothing yeah if anything it just makes them shut down even more yeah but it got me thinking revs preferred pronouns sure have been around for a while Mm -hmm. within the lgbtqia plus community well done but for me they're fairly new yeah in the scheme of my life Mm -hmm. and i've been actively trying to educate myself on Mm -hmm. it because i don't have many any transgender friends Mm -hmm or many friends in that community. I have some gay friends who I went to acting school with, but I don't want to stake claim. You know, it's like tokenism where it's like, I have a gay friend, therefore I'm an ally. You know, I want to do more than that. I want to be more of an ally by educating myself and learning from people on Instagram. So I've chosen to follow people who are real advocates. The thing is, if people pipe up around your kids with a view that's not current enough for you, Mm. it is important that your kids see you on the right side of the argument, you know? Definitely. But that goes back to me wondering how much do you go, oh, they don't get it, versus how much should you go, well, maybe this is an education moment. Yeah, well, I would definitely have let things slide before, whereas now if my kids are listening, Mm. I will stand up for the point of view I would like them to hear. I think it's important. Yeah, because that's where they're going to grab it from, right? Yes. Yeah. So I thought because I feel new to this, Mm -hmm. maybe it would be helpful to some of our DLs who also also don't feel 100% confident and comfortable in the language because there's a lot of new words, terminologies, acronyms. Yep. We've talked about acronyms before in another sure. episode that sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming and it's not so much that people of our gen are head in the sand bury shit under the rug but it's more that they're like I'm scared I'm gonna get it wrong because I've had a lot of that experience of I'm scared I'm gonna offend I'm scared I'm gonna say the wrong thing Uh and I feel the same thing about language around race Mm -hmm. and culture sometimes I'm like is that offensive am I allowed to say this as a half white person you know like it it feels treacherous at times and you just don't know you don't want to put a foot wrong but then I also don't want to come across as uneducated so I thought maybe we could run through some of the pronouns and how they're used in context. Perfect. And also define terms like what a cishet male is. Great. Versus a cishet female versus a transgender woman. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Hit me. Well, should we take it from the top? It's not LGBTQ anymore. Mm -hmm. It's LGBTQIA plus what I said before. So I thought I'd just quickly break what each of those what's a so we'll go in order okay so l is lesbian g is gay b is bisexual t is transgender i really hope i'm getting this right i'm not i'm not googling anything i'm kind of rattling this off the top of my head i admit q is queer i is intersex Mm -hmm. and a is asexual okay yeah which also has uh the nickname of ace ace (laughs) yeah is that fluid no so asexual is attracted to neither genders or anyone on the spectrum of sexuality you're just not 
Sexual. Like, not, not sexual. sexual. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then plus is a way of being inclusive, inclusive. of anything that comes after this. Because Great. what we're learning is it does extend beyond just seven letters. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I found intersex interesting. I had to look that up previously because I realized intersex is actually now the acceptable term for what would have been used hermaphrodite. Oh, wow. yeah. which we don't say anymore. Which we don't say no, anymore. We want to know what they identify. Yes. And if you don't understand as. what intersex is, it's basically someone who is born and there's many, I think there's something like 40 different scientific combinations of mixed genitalia. genitalia. Okay. So you might, for example, be born with a penis and a vagina, or you might be born with a penis and a uterus. Right. Or you might have a vagina, okay. but then have raised testicles, you right. know, like it's, it's, it's basically where your genitalia is... Um, not clearly defined. Not clearly defined okay. as male or female. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hermaphrodite's not something we've heard in a long time, no. is it? No. Okay. Yeah. So pronouns. Obviously we have she, her, mm-hmm. hers. They're mine. Yep. He, him, his. Mm-hmm. My husband is a cishet male. Revs, can you define cishet and what het, those... Het is heterosexual. Yes. Cis is cisgender. Yes. Which means... You identify with the gender you have. Yes. The genitalia. Sorry, the genitalia. The birth genitalia. <laughs> the gender assigned at yes, birth. Yes, that's yes. it. There we go. Yeah. We got there we in the got end. There. Look, we're learning. Okay, <laughs> we're learning as well. So I'm a cishet female. Yes. Because I'm heterosexual, I identify as... Female. Female, and I have a vagina. Yeah. And then we have... I, I lament being a cishet woman. <laughs> I would love... Do you feel basic? I'd love to be a cis bi woman or like... I'd really like to be gay and into women I would I'd love it I think Mm. women are wonderful exciting brilliant beautiful sparkly humans and I'd love to fall in love with a woman but I am really hetero yeah you're not sexually attracted to women no I like penises Mm. yeah such a shame what a shame yeah anyway I know we've touched on this before but I still think that 2001 gem yeah if gender fluidity and non-binary was just common language back in the day I would have been a dabbler yeah, I think you would have too. I think you would have experimented more. Definitely. Yeah. And maybe I would have ended up being a tourist and yeah. I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. But I definitely am someone who would have been like, I'm going to wear this yeah. and see if it fits. Yeah. I'm going to totally. try this shoe on, you know, like g- give it a go. Is that cool? Like, is that an okay thing to say and do? Like, I want, I would love to know how the How community... could it not? Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're allowed to explore and figure out who you are and what you're into and what Absolutely. you like and what your kinks are and what you're attracted to. And you can change your mind and you can change your mind yeah totally it's normal and natural to explore and see where you land because how could you possibly know otherwise unless you give it a go i think that the dangerous chat or language would be around saying it could be a phase or that Mm. like you're experimenting but you'll write yourself you know you'll get the ship back on course and be Mm. you know what i mean that would be the danger totally chat yeah yeah all right that's actually that's a very interesting point i guess i'm more forgiving of school age yeah. Because we're all in search for our identity. I mean, aren't we our whole lives yeah. in many ways? But something about that pubescent period of our lives where we are discovering our sex lives, our genitalia, experimenting, yeah, even in a heterosexual way, you are still yeah. experimenting. Yes. They, them. Easy. The easiest ones. It's easy for us, mm-hmm. but some people yes, can't. struggling. Re- because our yeah. whole upbringing... They, them is plural. Yes. It's multiple. Right. So when you hear it used in the singular, it feels really alien. Mm-hmm. Like I watched, this is a really, really random reference, but Paris Hilton <laughs> 
had a weird cooking show. I think it's on Netflix. And I tuned into an episode with Demi Lovato and she does this bio intro for Demi. Well, anyone who's a guest on her show. And she said, Demi Lovato is a blah, blah, chart topping singer. They enjoy meatballs. And they, and and I remember being like, oh, this is cool. Like I need to hear more of this to normalize it. Yes. I always think, well, you just refer to someone if they were wearing like a black hoodie and you couldn't see their gender and you were describing them to someone you'd be like they walked across the road there you go exactly exactly yeah but it's that they were wearing a black hoodie totally but this is where people get tripped up is when they then look at Demi Lovato they go but that's a woman right and I'm referring to them as they yes so you need to ask people for their pronouns so at my workplace we have our pronouns in our email signature I love that yeah I think it's really important I have it on my Instagram bio but for those who struggle with they them another simple way to wrap your head around it is and this was an example that was given to me by Kathleen Ebbs who's on Instagram in case you want to give her a follow she's really good at education in this space she's super young and super cool and very part of that community so to echo her example say if Revs and I were at a cafe and Rev says to me, oh, how was your doctor's appointment? And I go, oh, it, it went well. And then Revs doesn't know if my doctor's a male or a female, then proceeds to say, so what did they say? Yeah. And I would say, oh, they said, and it doesn't, it no longer matters. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That gives you some context on h- how to understand how it works. I don't and know. For me, for me, it kind of landed yeah. because Kath's point was you actually use it more than you think. Yeah. You just don't realize it. And people who are resistant are like, oh no, that's like fucking the that's, English that's language. Poor yeah. Yeah. Uh Yes. To use your line, can we not evolve? Yes. I mean, words are endlessly invented. We talk a lot about the acronyms used on social media. Like these are now words used culturally. Yeah. Get on board, guys. You have to get on board. Well, if you don't get on board now, you're actually hurting people. Yeah. That's the thing. You are. Like, and it doesn't hurt you at all. No. To educate yourself, step up and learn how to use the terminology and the language to honor people's experience yeah but if you resist it you're actually like actively hurting people 100 percent. so come on (laughs) get on board get on board get on board guys yeah i don't have time for that either that's good that's a good one well i hope that's somewhat helpful yes i'm sure there'll be some people who listen who might eye roll and be like what do people not know this and it might be shocking to you that yes there's a lot of people who don't and then Mm. there might be some people who find this helpful and maybe we got something wrong and if we did please slide in and let us know yes if that's okay if you've got the time please let us know i'm happy to be wrong and write the ship in this area fun fact yeah sort of a tangent kind of not really a tangent okay Shakespeare hmm. invented 30,000 words. I know, I love it. My favourite, yes. <laughs> thanks for asking, <laughs> is Bubble. Bubble, I was going to say yeah. Bubble. I know. I, just, I don't know why, but I just think, I guess it's onomatopoeic. Bubble. Bubble. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I think maybe if I were to see a bubble, I might have gone with orb. <laughs> Because it looks like my mouth goes in the shape. Okay. This This is going off track. It is. And this is an audio platform, I realize. And you can't see my mouth making the shape of a bubble. So I'll leave it at that. Hit me with your nuts bun. Go again. Sing it to me. I said, hit me with your nuts bun. Go on. Hit me. I'm quite excited for this week's Uh, nuts bun. Okay. Yeah. What is it? A homewares goodie. Oh, yay. In the hardware department. Oh. So anyone who's renovating, yep. listen up. Society Inc. Mm. Beautiful Gorgeous. hardware. I'm mm-hmm. talking brass handles, oh. leather handles oh. mixed with rattan. Oh. You know, like a real combo. But 
beautifully designed. Sabella Court, right? Sabella Court. Mm -hmm. She's a designer. I'm just obsessed. And I have some of her pieces in my home. And I often get asked about them because there's a uniqueness to it. You Mm. know how there's always like a trend Mm -hmm. and then your Kmart's and your Target's pick it up and then you're like, oh, cool. (laughs) Like now it's lost its charm. I feel like Society Inc. is a little bit untouched and has a strong signature style. Nice. And I just feel like why not go with some beautiful beautiful hardware yeah, easy update it's, it's an easy update it's where you can kind of express yourself you can take a really basic chest of drawers from ikea and add a little something something oh, i love this with some society ink hardware beautiful yeah hear me with your nuts fun mine's a toy yes so everybody needs a toy everybody needs a toy and you reminded me a few weeks ago when you talked about the bosch drill yes that there are some toys that i have had for years that have moved countries with me and back again and the kids still love them I love this. If anyone doesn't know, I've got a seven and a five-year-old and we have had magnetiles yes. for, mm, since Isla was two. And they still love it. They still love it. So last night they were playing with them together. So mm, now they like build together and play. Teddy was making a baddie trap. A baddie <laughs> trap? Yeah, and they so were, And Isla was like doing flower patterns with them. They are so endlessly creative. Mm. And I just have them in a bath, little whimsical basket. <laughs> Lovely. A little woven whimsical basket, just loose in there. And they're a Official ones are expensive. Little hack, you can get the Kmart ones or the Big W ones, I think. And they're like Kmart branded. Oh, okay. And they're way cheaper. So wait, is is Magnetile? I think that's the the branded. Yeah, I think they're called like Magnetile. (laughs) I was like like that. But they're just a great toy. All ages would be amazing for travel. Like if you could take a small amount. I was going to say, so they're quite compact. They're quite compact and you don't need a lot to have fun with them. So you could take like 20 in a Snapbox bag on a plane and because they're magnetized they stick together they don't so like good. drop on the floor and stuff anyway just real appreciation for magnetiles the more you have the more they build though so like I, i'm gonna actually stock up and get more because they've got you know then they can build bigger things do you find that you suggest it to your kids nope. and then they're away or they reach for it themselves it's one of my favorite little things about teddy that he is Thanks to COVID, I think, and yeah. our endless amount of lockdowns. He's such an independent player. If I just leave things around in their neat little, if they're organized, mm. he will kind of find things, pick them up, have a play with them for a bit, put them back. It's great. So oh, no, I love I, that. Their whole room is organized in those Ikea bucket things. Yeah. We've got figurines in that. We've got Barbies in that. We've got Lego in that, magnetiles in that, blah, 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 blah. And they, they love it. When they have the time to just be at home and potter. They find and build beautiful things. This is a great not spawn for me because we don't have any in our house. Oh, so girl. Might need to invest. Yeah, both your guys would love them. Question. Mm. Along the same kind of theme. Yes. Rafa is hard into Duplo. Mm. What age do I transition her to Lego? So we have both and the kids will still, even Isla will still play with Duplo. Okay. Duplo's great. Yeah. Lego, it gets into that like builder, like yes. nerdy realm where they just really like to like really get a bit more. Um, Tactile with finesse. it? Finesse. A finesse. Because yeah. you can do a little bit more. Yeah. And if they're ready to read instructions, then Lego is kind of where you go. So is Teddy into that? Like Teddy's following... really into that, but he will still play with Duplo. Okay. For like a bigger scale yeah, sort of okay. thing. Yeah. But he loves to build. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good mm. to know. But yeah, get some magnetars. You can get really pretty pastel ones. Like they tickle me. <gasps> yeah. Stop it. Or you can get the like bright primary no. color neon kind no. of No, tonal. All the way. <laughs> oh, 
right. Oh, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks for hanging out with us, Thanks, dear. Guys. We really appreciate you as always. Hey, yo, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, come on, jump on. Where can they find the oh, newsletter, uh, Repsy? Instagram stories highlights. Yep. We have a sign up link there. But um, we put lots of fun stuff in there. There's lots of things to shop, read, listen to, cook, fight about with your loved ones, opinion pieces, just basically the shit that we're reading and consuming and loving that week. We put all of it in the newsletter. And it's, if I may say, packaged into a beautiful design that is very easy to digest and consume and navigate. Well, I am a graphic designer by trade and if I couldn't design a newsletter, what is Even are you? (laughs) Who even are you, Rebs? But yeah, jump on in and grab a slice of the newsletter, guys. It's called the Bestie Bulletin. Yeah, come and join the Bestie Bulletin. And uh, while we're in Plugville, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to plug our Facebook group because yes. that's always popping off and it's a fun place it's to hang been out. It's going nuts the last week. I love yeah. it. And, of course, our Insta. Yeah. The OG platform, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, that's where we're hanging out. If you want to grab us, we're always there floating around. Absolutely. Why don't you leave us a review? <laughs> okay, okay. I think we'll cap it there. We've been a little bit thirsty. I think we need to have a cold glass of milk and calm down. <laughs> glass of milk. An ice bath. An ice bath. There Should we, we go. Should we do the outro? Yeah. Oh, Remember yeah. the outro? Yeah. One of these days. Again, like peach perfect. How do we know? I don't know. It's because we're, we're both so flowers. in sync. <laughs> this is where the flowers We're blooming thrive. together. We're blooming. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Bye. Ciao.